Hello again, I'm Trip Rogers, along with the Hall of Famer Mike Sheck. This is the Fantasy Sultans Podcast, week number nine in the NFL. And week nine dawns with somebody, I don't say you're on the injured list, but, uh, you know, I guess questionable with the voice? Questionable? <laughs> yeah, questionable. And I think it goes to show it's finally coming back a little bit, not quite, but uh, <laughs> I am struggling to say the least. I think it goes to show how we are fans as well. We not only do this podcast, but we're fans of our team. And Carolina, last minute touchdown, PJ Walker to DJ Moore takes off his helmet. And here I am screaming in excitement, not even seeing that his helmet is off. And yes, that does cause Carolina the win because, yeah. Yep, Eddie Pinheiro misses an extra point, 48-yard extra point, and then the Panthers again come back with an interception of Atlanta, again drive down the field, and Eddie Pinheiro again misses the field goal. So, And I hear he was on the field taking selfies prior to the game. <laughs> That's good. That's good for job security, but... You know, again, Mike, it goes back to kickers are just, Yeah, I'll never understand the fascination fantasy football players have of drafting a kicker as early as they do. I just never understand it because, and I want to go back to the Harrison Butker uh, example, Harrison Butker was out how long, you know, and he just came back recently, but I mean... You can get anybody to kick. I mean, I I hate to say this, you know, um, you just got to hope you don't get skunked. Like, oh, yeah, I did. Because, yeah, the kicker for Las Vegas, they didn't score any points, you know. But then again, that's why you never drafted the Giants kicker in years past, because they wouldn't score points. Speaking of Las Vegas, kicks just keep getting harder to find. Paul Revere and the Raiders. That's the trade funny. deadline living up to expectations as a record number of deals went down. Most players swapped on deadline day in the weeks leading up to it. So who was the biggest winner of the trade deadline trip? Oh, it's got to be TJ Hawkinson going from the last place team in the NFC North, the Detroit Lions, and really going nowhere to the first place team in the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, and, and 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 that draft tells me that that deal tells me two things. Number one, the Vikings are concerned. Irv Smith's injury, yeah. uh, he's out now for a couple of weeks. They made that move because I think they realize their window of opportunity is now, especially with Kurt Cousins, and they need to have a good tight end. And Hawkinson will add to that team. The flip side is the Detroit Lions are going nowhere. And, you know, it was funny, and I don't know for the reason for this, but there was someone missing on Hard Knocks this year, TJ Hawkinson. I don't think he was ever mentioned on that show, and he would be one of the guys you'd probably want to feature because he was one of the stars in Detroit. 
I just, I, I found that fascinating. And I, I, again, with this trade, it kind of, you know, it makes me kind of wonder, but I mean, there is your winner and loser on that point or winner in the draft. Mike, let's look at the trade deadline deals. Who's a loser. Well, I would say it'd have to be the lions. I mean, the only way that the trade could really be forgiven for them is if they somehow turn their picks that they've gained into a franchise quarterback. But down they've the been line. doing this for years. Right. How exactly. many picks have they had? I know. I mean, I, I, uh, Matt, well. Stafford, let, let, let's face it. I mean, Matt Stafford was not on a great team because we know the results. I mean, I think he only went to the playoffs once, but you know, he had a lot of success there. Now they brought in Jared Goff thinking it would be better. Well, it is not, and he's not the answer. So they need a solution. I mean, they're they're probably going to end up with a top three draft pick. So I would think it would have to be a quarterback. So, you know, that that's one thing. Now, Buffalo, not to say that they're a loser. I think they're a winner. They add another piece to the puzzle for Josh Allen. Naheem Hines comes in there, but I still think it's the San Francisco 49ers that win the entire trade deadline by getting Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he brings another dimension to that offense, puts a little less pressure. We talked about it on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. And if you look at the numbers last week, three total touchdowns, he rushed for two, threw for one. They rolled over the Rams 31 to 13. Barring an injury, I think McCaffrey's the missing piece to that 49ers offensive puzzle that they did not have, and now they do. Yeah, I agree with you on that point, and San Francisco was a winner in the trade deadline, but the problem, and and it's a big if, Christian McCaffrey's history is injuries, and I think... I mean, you talk about change of scenery. Listen, change of scenery is not going to change whether you're injured or not. And I think, you know, it's funny because uh, a couple of fantasy people, we're not one of them, are really going nuts about this Kadarius Tony trade to Kansas City, saying, oh, this is great for him. Yeah, he was not loved in New York, blah, 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 blah. Uh, his problem was injuries. And guess what? He's still injured and it's not going to change. And now it's the other hamstring that's injured. You know, I, I just, I, I and, and it's funny because we dropped our podcast and I made the line of don't trust any giant wide receivers with a first name beginning with K. Yeah. And literally two hours after that, they traded him. And again, I'm not surprised. I think as a Giant fan, though, I am a little disappointed they did not pick up a wide receiver because I think they need they needed somebody. And the wide receivers that were traded, you know, you saw um, Chase Claypool get traded by Pittsburgh. And again, you talked about the Detroit Lions kind of thrown in the towel with that Hawkinson deal. I think Pittsburgh is thrown in the towel with the Claypool deal. I, I definitely think that. But he goes to Chicago, you know, I, I don't know why, but he's gonna he's gonna improve that offense in Chicago. But I, I don't know, you know, how much better it's going to be. Although you've got to give a little bit of a bump, perhaps to um, uh, to the Chicago offense, because I think it's also going to help Darnell Mooney. Remember, I've been down on him this year. I was I was high on him, and he's been awful this year. But I think that's going to help him. Uh, because Claypool will be a guy who's going to draw double coverage, and it might allow Mooney a little more space to operate. Um, but I'm I, going back to my original point. I'm just kind of disappointed the Giants didn't make a move. But yet the other side of it is 
I think they like their team. I think they're going to play the hand they're dealt. And six and two for the first half. Giants are off this week. Six and two for the first half of the season. I'll not take bad. that. Yeah, I'll take that. Who would now, have expected that? Yeah. Now I will not accept two and six in the next half. I mean, yeah, <laughs> just saying. Just saying. And 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 I guess that 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 way we can lead into our imports and exports. And Michael, let you go first. But first, let me remind you: the teams on by this week. There are six teams: the Cleveland Browns, the Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, New York Giants. Pittsburgh Steelers and the San Francisco 49ers. And again, you know, that 49er deal also, um, the Cap McCaffrey deal, they were able to really get him in and get him going the week before the bye. And you just kind of, because we kind of thought, ah, we're not going to really see much of him until the week after the bye. Oh, guess what? Can you yeah. imagine what he's going to do? All right. Import exports. You're up, Mr. Sheck. All right, and I'll start with Tyler Ajir in Atlanta. The rookie running back carried the rock for 14 times for 85 yards and three receptions in Atlanta's win over Carolina. The former BYU star has struggled on the ground in previous games, but exploded on offense last week, 20-plus PPR points. Cordell Patterson might not play this week, and if that's the case, Algier is a solid flex option against the Chargers. Next up, Garrett Wilson for the New York Jets. Import him. He had a big game on Sunday, catching six of seven targets for 115 yards. Still some concern about how valuable those wideouts are in New York with Zach Wilson at the helm, but it's clear that he is the wide receiver to have. As uh, Coach Robert Salas said this past week, he wants to get Wilson more involved. Not to mention Wilson's available in about 53% of all leagues. Grab him now. Finally, well, I'm going to say a second to last, Ravens tight end Isaiah Likely. He finished last week with six catches for a team high for 77 yards in their Thursday night win over the Buccaneers, recorded his first career touchdown, finding the end zone for an 80, uh, for a, excuse me, check that 10 yard pass from Lamar Jackson. Now with departures from Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman, Likely saw more action last week, and it's looking like an expanded role against New Orleans if Andrews or Bateman cannot suit up. So it's not a maybe in Baltimore. It's a likely. And <laughs> I'm going to add one more if I can, my friend. We okay. saw how important kickers are in the case of Eddie Pinheiro missing two critical kicks that cost the Panthers a win in Atlanta. Well, having a good kicker on your team could help. We said it doesn't make too much of a difference in a draft, but... In-season management is where you get those kickers. Jason Myers of Seattle. Myers has been money in the bank this season. 15 of 16 on field goals. 18 of 19 on extra points. He's a perfect 3-for-3 on field goals over 50 yards. Seattle's next opponent. Oh, by the way, they've been generous to a lot of kickers this season. Arizona. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Arizona, I forgot to mention that we were talking about uh, Hard Knocks. Uh, this week, Hard Knocks, or next week, I should say, Hard Knocks in-season debuts in the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, boy, they have been so bad this year. I'm going to be very curious to see how that plays out because that does not look like it's going to be very, very enjoyable. Uh, and, and, and again, Arizona just has not... They've underperformed tremendously, and there could be some. I mean, there could be a little bit of a hot seat for uh, Kingsbury out there, but I, I don't know. I it just 
Something tells me that the injuries are, are going to be. But, again, they're going to be the in-season. All right, import-exports. I'm going all imports this week. Going to start with the defense. Yeah, I know. We don't highlight defenses, and we say defenses and kickers leave their last. But here's a defense that you're probably going to want to stream, especially over the next couple of weeks, the Washington Commanders. When was the last time you heard me say anything nice about the Commanders? <laughs> not, as long, not as long as the Snyders own them, no. Uh, commanders have held their last three opponents under 20 points, and they're usually good for a couple of sacks. They have had multiple sack outings in all but two games so far this year, five sacks in two of their last four games. Now they got four decent matchups coming up. Now, they will play the Eagles along there, but they're going to play Minnesota, Houston, Atlanta, and the Giants, okay, around that Eagle matchup. And they might be a good defense to pick up. And again, could be a streaming defense, but yeah, you pick them up. Again, law of averages is going to help you here with them. Moving along to the running back position, Jeff Wilson, Miami. Now, he was available for a trade only because the uh, uh, 49ers had acquired Christian McCaffrey, right? It made him expendable also because Elijah Mitchell was closing in on a return. So in Miami, Wilson is now a Raheem Mostert injury away from being the guy. And with Mostert's injury, uh, history of injuries, uh, he could get <laughs> getting 10 opportunities a game very quickly. Now, he's obviously familiar with the offense because he played for Mike McDaniels of the 49ers. He was, of course, his former home on, on offense. He's a good pickup for this week also for depth, but uh, he was widely dropped over the last week or, so, or week or so. So you could pick him up maybe on a depth move, and he could pay off some dividends along the way. Deion Jackson in Indianapolis. You mentioned Naheem Himes uh, on that uh, trade to the Bills. And, and you know, Naheem Himes, uh, again, you, you go from the – outhouse to the penthouse because let's <laughs> face it, the, the bills are, are are on fire they looked unstoppable sunday night unstoppable and with the fact that heinz got traded Deion jackson is the guy who steps into that number two role in indianapolis and uh, he also has some pretty good hands and good receiver jackson's ability to catch the ball may have been one of the reasons they moved naheem heinz uh, Taylor has had another ankle issue this week, same ankle that knocked him out of two games in October. So Jackson should be owned and placed in standby in most leaves, especially if you have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Zach Moss was Himes, was, was also uh, in on the Himes train, now a Colt, but Jackson's more talented and value or versatile, and he knows the offense. So he's got to pick up for depth and a stash and hope, and of course, as a handcuff to Jonathan Taylor. Last but not least, I mentioned one of the teams that uh, was uh, on by uh, week eight is the Los Angeles Chargers. And one of the things I wanted to, uh, and one of the guys I want you to pick up is Joshua Palmer. And one of the reasons is because while Palmer missed week seven with a concussion, Mike Williams had a nasty ankle injury in week seven, and their bye comes through, and he is out for at least four more weeks. Palmer's role is going to rise 
through week 11 and maybe longer with that Charger offense. Now, Palmer has shown he's less effective when playing hurt, but he's averaged uh, uh, he's, he's averaged uh, nice, uh, you know, four or five catches a game, uh, 50 yards receiving. Uh, he, he's not bad. He is not bad. And again, uh, Keenan Allen was out of the lineup, and Allen could be an injury away also. So Joshua Palmer is somebody who may be available, and you may want to grab him and hang on to him because, again, uh, at this point of the season, you also want to look ahead at somebody. And I mentioned the buy that the Chargers had last week. So he's a guy who could be a bye week starter for you. And you can also will be able to play him the rest of the season if you needed to uh, go through that. And, you know, that's another thing. And and Mike, this week, I, I kind of got burned a little bit on my one team because I have no, um, I, I have no uh, um, uh, running back. I have no tight end. I have no kicker because they're all on buys. But you don't panic. You just try and make some deals and do some things. And luckily I had an extra defense. So I was able to make a move for a tight end and it didn't really cost me anything. And actually I also had an injury with uh, Rashad Bateman. So, and again, if you have IR in your leagues and a lot of leagues do now because of COVID, they, they put them in there, move him into IR, get, get another body on your roster because listen, you, you may down the road, need that body some way shape or form don't play don't play with somebody who basically is going to be out and bateman is out at least a couple of weeks so you you throw him on ir and it gives you another body to play with yeah and now's not the time to be carrying uh two defenses two kickers if you don't need it you're just wasting a roster spot that you could definitely use for somebody to be picked up off the waiver wire i mean obviously you're gonna need two defenses you're gonna need two kickers at some point when your kicker is on by but you you kind of prepare for that uh prior to the bye week and then you drop the one player that you needed to swap out right after that bye week. So you continue on with the the kicker that you had. So I'm or defense. So, you know, I think you got to be more mindful about using the roster spots to their fullest. And, and the other thing, again, I want to mention this real quick because this is something that, you know, like I said, you've got to check if you pick up somebody, and, and or if you decide to make a swap, I mean, again, that's another thing you may decide. I mean, Eddie Pinero fans are probably dumping him in mass this week. Uh, <laughs> who? <laughs> who? <laughs> but, but Eddie who? Check, yeah, but you want to check the guy you pick up to see whether or not he's had a buy. Because if he has a buy coming up, you're going to have to make that switch again. And you've got to kind of you you got to think about that at this point of the season. We're still not far enough along the buys to where you know a majority you'll be able to pick up somebody. A majority of them will be okay. That that's a, that's a mistake you don't want to make because then you have to make two moves instead of making one. It's an economy of moves, is what I'm. We're trying to. It's an economy of moves we're trying to help you with. There's a reason why we're here. We are the Fantasy Sultans, and we are here for you every week. Comments and questions, feel free. Email us at fantasysultans at gmail.com. And I also want to remind you, there is another scintillating podcast called Trip Steak, which is on the same spot you can find this. I talk about things this week. I talk about uh, uh, the anniversary of Superstorm Sandy. Oh, yes, that was a fun time, wasn't it, Mike? 
Yes, oh, it yes, was. it was. Yes, Ten it was. Years ago. Yeah. Yes, it was. If you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, give a listen to WTRS Radio, powered by Live365.com online. We'll be back again next week. He's the Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck. I'm Trip Rogers. We are the Fantasy Sultans. And my voice is not. <laughs>